Video Gamer Podcast number 435. Where does the time go? I am your host, Josh Wise. Joined, as ever, by... Oh, no. Fucked it already. Fucked it earlier. Well, yeah, Joined... Yeah. Not as ever, but, you know... As I sometime. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As I am every now and again by producer Dan, who today, I guess... He's he's Podder and a producer, Dan. Hello, how are you doing? I am doing wonderful, thank you very much, mate. How are you? I'm not too bad. I've been, uh, well, I have been ill, and I'm sort of over my illness. I was, it was Kleenex and Lemsip, and, well, you told me to get to bed. I think I was playing Metroid Dread from bed for a couple of days, yeah, which was nice. When I said go, <laughs> go, go, like, go to bed, get some rest, that wasn't like go to bed and play Metroid. <laughs> Go to bed and carry on with the job. No, I know, but it was a very fun game, and uh, that is one of the perks of the job. Because when you're ill, the thing is, when you're ill, is that being ill's also really boring. Do you yeah, know what I mean? When, like yeah. when you you just, just I was like, oh, I got nothing on, and I can't do anything, so I'm in bed. Right, well, I'm going to play Metroid. I'm over mine, but you sound a little bit bunged up, and yeah. that sucks. Yeah. So as you were getting over yours, I kind of picked it up. Obviously not from you because I've not seen you now in about a month or so. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I got it from somewhere, which is weird because I haven't been doing a lot of stuff. So I no. got it from I don't know somewhere, and uh, <laughs> yeah. So I've been. It's like it's a weird one. Like everyone seems to be getting it as well because Rich had it as well, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he had the lurgy. I've had the lurgy. You've had the. L- I think Matt's the only one that's escaped so far. He's next, mate. He's next. He's next. He's, he's, next he's on, on my hit list. list. <laughs> I'm going to give it to him somehow. I'm going to like lick an envelope and just send it to him. Yeah, <laughs> just cough into a parcel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, here's a game, mate. I'm sending you to review. <coughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. High priority. Get on this straight away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and also now it's not a good time uh, to be to be feeling run down because. As I sort of realised this morning, talking to you chaps, uh, we're sort of in the in the busy period. I didn't really realise, actually, that it's pretty much go, go, go now, from now until the end of the year. It's yeah. like... Like December, right, got, which is Halo. Which is December's the last one, Halo, right? which is, like, massive. And actually, that's... What is that, the 8th? Yeah, it is, yeah. So I'm going to have a good chunk of December to be able to digest that and sort of crack on with it. And also, they're sort of releasing that game in bits and bob like you get the campaign straight away but you don't get co-op you don't get forge so i think bits of that game will drift in as the months go on which makes it a bit more digestible which yeah. is nice are we going to talk about that later is that in the news we will we will Lovely. we've got halo to talk about we've got also we've got uh grand theft auto to talk about which Ooh. i'm always looking forward oh, to me too, me too. um i'm getting increasingly excited for those nothing much new to report on snack watch um, Rich obviously currently on holiday if anyone's wondering why producer Dan's in the hot seat Rich is gallivanting in, in Wales I can't remember where he's got Wales yeah, yeah. He, um, he sent us a message earlier saying he was doing parkour on the beach somewhere so we don't know what that means wait how we'll do you do parkour we'll... on a beach isn't that a thing where you need like things to bounce <laughs> up <laughs> you need obstacles yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, he's doing yeah like yeah. sandcastles and stuff like that well this is it if he's leaping from the rooftops of sandcastles <laughs> that's less impressive you know but we'll sit we'll quiz him when he gets back and we'll let you know how he's managed to, to do parkour on the beach um we'll, we'll get into that but yeah we've got some good news we've got some good games to talk about we've got guardians of the galaxy bit of uh nice, bit nice. of riders republic but yeah in terms of snacks the last really good snack i had and i can't remember if i've talked to you about this i've uh i've chewed chewed rich's ear off about it how do you feel about Kit Kat Chunkies? So this is it. I do love a Kit Kat Chunky, mm. but I think I prefer an original Kit Kat. Is, I do is that as just well. Me? 
No, 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 100%. Texture, better ratio of biscuit to everything else. I just love the... Yeah, 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 for sure. However, it's when Kit Kat Chunky do all of the mad flavours that they do, which normal Kit Kat doesn't really do, at least in this country. No, yeah, you're right, yeah. The one I had was salted caramel popcorn flavoured Kit Kat Chunky, which... Okay, so... Wait, what does popcorn taste like in chocolate? Isn't that just... <laughs> it's it's kind of weird, and also it's kind of a textured thing as well. It's oh, like okay. a little bit chunk, a little bit crispy, and okay. a little bit crunchy, but like a weird... I mean, you know, popcorn's an odd one anyway. It's kind of like polystyrene or something. It's, yeah. sort of, it's got an odd sort of little squidgy crunch to it. Really, really, really good, though. Um, so is it a bit but, like a toffee crisp in that respect? It's kind of like... Uh, it is. It's not. It's not a million miles away, but more sort of like gritty. I, I don't know how they've done it. I wonder if they've like blended like a load of popcorn and actually managed to sort of mix it into the uh, into the chocolate or something. But it's like tiny, tiny little bits of popcorn. That sounds um, delightful. It it's unbelievable. Also, shout out actually, uh, producer Dan being on the pod because it's not something we often talk about. Uh, crispy rolls. Milky oh, Way crispy rolls. I literally bought some last week. I was walking past the <laughs> shop, and I'm like, "It's the one shop that I know that does them." And I was like, "Yeah, I'm just walking and buy three. But they're like yeah. really expensive now, though. They're like sixty, seventy p each. It's weird. Like, it's it is weird. I've seen. I've because I remember when we were in the office, and you used to. I don't know if it's the same shop, no, but it's not, you actually. They, there's a place you used to get them from and you'd come in the office with like three or four so I could nick one. Yeah. An unbelievable chocolate bar that not enough people talk about. And actually, it's only because you're on the podcast that it's reminded me. I but, would say it's up there with the greatest of all time. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that. That's, but that is what sort of top tier. Yeah. Yeah, what's, what's your sort of like top three uh, chocolate bars? Okay. so I'm, Gun I'm, to your head. So I'll tell you what, weirdly, I've been going through a bit of an orange kick so I love Terry's Ooh. Chocolate Orange. Like, they're fantastic. Oh, yeah. But um, I tried Galaxy Orange the other day, and that was great. Absolutely fantastic. Ooh. But I've also, this is not a chocolate bar, but a chocolate biscuit. I had the Chocolate Orange Leibniz, and oh, they were incredible. So, yeah, Choco Leibniz is amazing anyway, yeah. but I can only imagine. I did get, it's funny you say this, a tube of exclusively orange Smarties recently, oh, and that, yeah, that was great. phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're it was in best. Tesco, and it was one of the big fuck-off tubes that are like a foot long. It was ridiculous. So really, really good, though. You tried the, because I brought them into the office, the chocolate orange mini eggs, right? Oh, my God. They are phenomenal yes. as well. I don't know yes. why, because I'm not a, it's weird. I'm not a massive orange fan. I, <laughs> but I don't when go it's out. in chocolate. Yeah, exactly. I don't go out, and I don't really eat oranges. It's not my fruit of choice. But yeah, yeah. when it comes yeah. to chocolate, something about the orange and the chocolate is just, I don't it know, is, it's heavenly, mate. No, it is. It is. I've only been able to get my hands on those chocolate orange mini eggs. I think there's one, there's like a Tesco Metro near me that's near the train station and I have to go to that one. And they had them about a year ago. But to be honest, I've forgotten all about them. Um, it's a good thing that you've come on today. Next time I go to the shop... It's going to be Milky Way crispy rolls, oh, and it's going to so be good. chocolate orange mini eggs. Yeah. Um, right. I'm going to tactically summon uh, Matt from upstairs today to join us uh, for the quiz, which I fully expect you to avenge 
we were saying just before the mics were hot, uh, producer Dan basically got the quiz when he was on last, but Rich cruelly sw- sort of swooped in and stole his glory. So I'm looking well, forward to the quiz Well, I kind of gave him, to be honest, on a place. You basically... Right, here you, you go, g- mate. <laughs> yeah, you gave him the place, <laughs> but you didn't know the game name, so he got you on that. Yeah. Today, we'll see... But I, I, I wonder if it'll be uh, a producer down victory. Uh, oh, but God. yes. That sounds like a lot of pressure. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see, see if you can come up clutch. But uh, in the meantime, have a jingle uh, and we'll talk games. Well, yeah. If you put loads on, you're just spitting foam, spitting foam, spitting, 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 spitting. Then you brush, brush, brush. Yeah. You don't, don't, don't rinse your mouth. Brush, brush, brush. Bit of toothpaste. You don't, don't, don't rinse your mouth. I'll spit. <laughs> I like a healthy lava. You can only spit so much. This week, and actually some of last week, because of where the podcast falls, the curse of Tuesday is a real thing. Uh, so it usually hits us for news, but sometimes, because of slightly annoying embargoes, it hits us for games as well. Uh, I'm going to talk, first of all, about the Dark Pictures Anthology uh, colon house of ashes i think the embargo was like just after it was like the wednesday or the thursday or something so we couldn't talk about it last week uh but i have pinched matt from upstairs in an unusual maneuver but one i have done before hello matt from upstairs how are you doing i'm good man i'm good ready to talk uh, dark dark pictures anthology yeah yeah um did you play Man of Medan or the other one, Little Hope. Yeah, so no, I didn't play Man of Medan, but I have played Little Hope, and I know quite a bit about Man of Medan now because I ended up watching a fair bit of it at some point. Oh. But um, but yeah, but I, yeah, I've reviewed Little Hope last year, and then keeping the oh, keeping did. the streak going with a uh, mm. with House of Ashes. What did you uh, did you play it, Dan? Did you play either of them? Yeah. I played the first one and I was all over the place with it. I thought it was the worst intro in video games, <laughs> with the worst acting, but it did get better. Um, right, right, okay. And I don't know why I've not played the the last one and this one. Um, yeah, I yeah. I think I will. They're kind of right in my alley. I love Supermassive, so they come out at busy times, though, don't yeah. they? I feel. Yeah. They're always around Halloween. Do. The the Man of Medan came out in August, which I think is a bit quieter. The last two have been October, and I think things start to get busy around then. Yeah, mm, absolutely, definitely. Yeah, it's kind of unlucky, really. Like we would, such a, we were just saying, like November's absolutely turbo, yeah. and then in December you've got Halo. <laughs> it's sort of like at the minute, it's you know, it's not the best time. Um, so, what were your what were your thoughts then with um, with how? Because I've not, I'll sort of talk a little bit about it either. But so the, these are, um, I think this this th- the th- this one is the last one, right? There's only three. No, there's there's four. They've got the because at the end of this one oh. you get the uh, the post credits trailer for the season finale of the Dark Pictures, which is uh, the Devil in Me, I think. So that's Ooh. that's gonna come. We I assume next year. There's not got a date yet, but that one looks more like a uh, sort of like a traditional slasher sort of flick, more than uh, the previous huh. ones. So more like Until Dawn. Yeah, a little Ooh, bit, a yeah, little maybe. bit more. It's got more of that sort, of, and it's a bit saw-like by the looks of things. Like there's like a there's like a guy hunting people down or trapping them or something like that. Which obviously Until Dawn had a little a bit of that kind of thing. Um, mm. So mm. yeah, it look, yeah, it looks interesting. I'm, but yeah, I'm, so this is three out of I'm four. Tr- <laughs> this is three out of four. I'm trying to figure out if I saw that. 
but don't remember it, which is never good <laughs> news. <laughs> um, or if I just didn't see that, because when I finished House of Ashes, without ruining it for everyone, um, you know, I got the uh, the the people who wear the hazmat suits. Yes, that's probably cryptic enough yeah, yeah. for for normal more people to go. What is it? What does he mean? Um, but then, and that I think they popped up. Uh, after some credits and then there was more credit are you saying there was another thing after that because yeah. I don't think I got that right at the end of the uh, the credits I don't know if you know because I've I don't know maybe it was a post launch thing they've changed or maybe you just didn't huh. stick to the end of the credits maybe just closed, maybe <laughs> shut down the Xbox like, you know what I mean just like nah that's me done like, <laughs> well I usually Josh. there was a skip function on the credits yeah. and, and I can't remember if I pressed it but one would have thought that if you pressed that it would then take you straight to the trailer but maybe they punish me for being impatient I'm not usually a credit skipper but anyway <laughs> there you go fair enough three of four um, so what were, you, what were your what were your thoughts then on, uh, on House of Ashes I'll tell you what man I think I liked it possibly more than I should have done I don't huh. like it's a weird one. I don't know if it's good. I absolutely cannot tell you if it's good. <laughs> but I had I reviews. had quite a good time with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think okay, you had a good I, where, where did your good time you sort of caught up in the in the drama or or actually first question, uh, were you scared? No, not particularly. Yeah. And I think that's part of why I almost enjoyed it because I'm a massive scaredy cat when it comes to horror stuff. So like Okay. I more so with like uh, Little Hope last year, which again wasn't wasn't massively scary, but was much more like tense and sort of like mm. foggy and dark, and had much more sort of like foreboding atmosphere going on. Whereas this mm-hmm. felt like a real like action horror flick. You know what I mean? Like um, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and yeah, so I, apart from like a couple of moments right near the beginning where they throw some jump scares out, mm. I didn't find myself too scared. I was more sort of like along for the ride. I found, and I mean, okay. it doesn't. It helps that you know, pretty much every character you got there is a soldier with a gun, which I feel like always removes the tension a bit, doesn't it? Like it, do, it does a little bit. Yeah, there was sort of um, <clears throat> sequences of House of Ashes where it felt reminded me of a bit like Aliens or yeah. something like yeah, that. Yeah, definitely you know, got... Aliens inspiration in there, wasn't there? Like setting up a choke point, a perimeter, and things like that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It, it's a, it's an interesting game. It's set well. The the premise is interesting enough. I think it's set um, in Iraq in two thousand and three, of course, during the war, and it's about a, uh, a an American joint task force of CIA sort of intelligence people, people in the Air Force. Uh, I think there's sort of there's five main characters, though the the group starts out a little bit bigger than that. Yeah, but you got five and five that you can control, which is like you know you- five. Yeah who you sort of look after their destinies kind of thing. Um, They fall into... Looking for weapons of mass destruction, they fall into a uh, a two, a sort of cavern, um, which uh, ends up being a Mesopotamian temple below ground. So it's kind of a neat setup. It's a bit different. Um, And they're they're then sort of attacked, ambushed, I guess, by uh, creatures... um, Sort of like gigantic bats, I suppose. Um, yeah. Who want to who want to kill them? So, <laughs> so there's an element of tension that I think works, you know, early on. Um, <clears throat> my problem with it was that just like I wasn't scared at any yeah. point, which you know, f- f- I do think sometimes that is is um, it might be overlooked with video games, with horror video games. When I, or it might just be perhaps it's just a difference of opinion. But I remember. When I was reading a lot of the, I'm one of the outliers on um, Resident Evil Village, which a lot of people liked a lot. Um, Most people really liked it. I really didn't. Um, And I thought, 
uh, you know, I'm not exactly tough as nails. Is it, 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 is it just, were these people scared when they played this game? Or did, did they just not place much value in being scared? Because there was nothing in Resident Evil Village to scare me. Just like there was nothing in House of Ashes. And is it just me? Or is I sort of think... But it's a horror game. I mean, we should evaluate it. On, yeah. It's like going to a com- going to a comedy and not laughing. It's like if you're entertained and you're smiling along and you like the characters, that's fine. But it's got to have some scare. You know, I sort of think if it's horror, I should be trepidatious. It's, you know, I should sort of think. Oh. It's interesting because I think House of Ashes, especially, and I think Resident Evil does this as well. Actually, the village in particular, they both play on classic horror themes and on classic horror monsters mm. and mm. i don't know if it's that sort of like you know connection to monster horror that is more that is almost what they're going for there but then because of that it ends up devolving into action more i think w- oh maybe so but what is horror though because yeah. horror is different to every different yeah, person right it, it is it jump scares is. is it tension is it what is it to be honest yeah well to be honest i, I yeah I, I agree i, I think horror is interesting i think because yeah i think village is a harder one to do that with because i've seen people i've like watched people stream village and like especially like certain sections of that game where they're absolutely like unable to like move forward a couple of steps because they're terrified and that's like a, I, I think a your mileage yeah. might vary sort of thing but i would i will I say think, yeah, house yeah, of ashes in particular i think isn't scary and because and I, I only say that in confidence knowing that i am someone who even with like horror games because i think for you know resident evil 4 even got that criticism back in the day didn't it like oh it's not a scary game it's, a, it's an action game and that's a game that has always scared me so like even by my sort of low barometer house of ashes doesn't mm. have a lot of horror it has a few jump scares and stuff like that things that sort of get you out of your seat but uh, yeah, you did, not a lot of horror, but it's it's and a lot of action in there as well. Like it's it's a much more sort of like, I mean, it's you know it's marines, it's people in the army, isn't it? It's a lot of hoorah sort of stuff. Mm. Um, and yeah, it doesn't ratchet up the tension too much. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just I I sort of I I enjoyed it, but the problem I have with it is that I'm not as much of a film person as I'm a, I am a game person. I think these mm. games veer so close to the cinematic and the filmic. That my, I don't trust my judgment as much. Almost there, I'm like, well, I had a good well, that's time. Interesting, but I, in my head, I'm like, if I was watching this as a film, I think the acting wouldn't be, you know, it's not great <laughs> at times. Yeah, for sure. Um, there's a few like shots and stuff like that where I'm like, that was a weird choice that you've gone for there. Mm. And just in general, like the at times, it's a stunning looking game. I don't know how you found it, like the lighting and things like that, um, especially playing with. You know, being in Iraq, sort of. I was, uh, I was a little bit, <clears throat> I was a little bit mean to the game at that point, right? <laughs> because um, I was, I was, I was, I was playing it. I was, I can't remember which bit I was in, um, and uh, I sort of turned to my my flatmate, and uh, I just said, "The order, eighteen eighty six looks quite a bit better than this game and i didn't say that in a mean way i said it in a way in a way that's to suggest we should all continuously bow our heads to the order agent. obviously yeah. and my flatmate yeah, yeah. quite rightly then pointed out are you sure that's not just your memory i immediately downloaded the order <laughs> onto the ps5 to demonstrate that in fact that has actually more to do with the order being graphically ahead of its time yeah. by about six six years but no you're not wrong it is a uh, house of ashes is a pretty game but that's, that's what um, i was going to say like it's a pretty it's a very pretty game at times but then there's real like 
graphical and visual problems in it. And because it's obviously yeah. meant to be, you know, it's meant to be going for that sort of photorealism and stuff like that, I found, like, every five minutes or so, like, someone was animated in, like, a weird way or, like, a mm-hmm. texture wouldn't load in or something like that. And those problems Uncanny don't normally bother me in other stuff. Sorry, Dan. Uncanny Valley. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. normally bother me in, like, other games as much. But when this is going for that photorealism, every time it happened, it drew me straight back out. And I was like, oh, that's... That's a graphical problem. That's, and like one hopes maybe that they'll hopefully there'll be a sort of day one patch yeah. or something like that. Uh, you know that can sort of iron. But yeah, no, I I, I agree. It did did have a couple of t- uh, technical problems. I think I um, the the sort of shame of because w- with something like um, <clears throat> Resident Evil Village, it's quite good because it's more of a video game, which is to say that you know there's more mechanics and you're. <clears throat> in charge of shooting and reloading and managing your resources and stuff. There's more of an element of stress in games yeah. like that. Yeah, I yeah, find yeah. You, you know, you're sort of set upon by creatures and it's your job to shoot them. Um, whereas because House of Ashes is quite uh, mechanically light, lots of the game is uh, a cutscene, yeah. uh, which then has button prompts that flash up. There are moments when you control, and usually they're just exploration, you know, you're sort of picking up clues and learning about the world. And there are bits of shooting, but it's really just you pointing at a specific thing and pressing a button within a little time limit for that character to successfully shoot a monster, you know. So it's, 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 it's quite light. But I would, ta- I would say, that, you know, there were no jump scares that got me. There was no... <laughs> element of chill uh, i'm just sort of thinking about the different no, no. kinds of horror you know there was no psychological horror there was no real the monsters themselves weren't scary the designs of them weren't chilling i actually just watched have either of you guys seen midnight mass no but i've yet. heard good things about it really really good or at least its first four episodes in particular it doesn't tail off massively although it, there is a dip in quality the the there's a there's a thing in that and i shall say no more but there's a lot to be said for just like particular creature design that's just really, really chilling. Yeah. You know, there's like there is an art to it. You know, the, the sort of vampire women of Resident Evil Village just don't scare me. And and likewise, these things just sort of overgrown bats or gargoyles or something. I just yeah, thought, yeah I do. You know. I am a sucker for um for sort of like giving like not realistic but like logical or like re- yeah realistic explanations for supernatural stuff though. And this absolutely got me in that sweet spot for that. And uh, I, I don't want to say too much, obviously, but... Oh, what do you mean? Like, this, this sort of thing could happen to you? Well, because thing, obviously, or? like, I, I don't think it's too much to say these giant bat creatures with big fangs and stuff like that, they're, they're referred to <laughs> at times in the game as vampires. Um, mm, and mm. so this is, a, is, this is a sort of like a, a grounded take on vampires isn't it like it's that sort of thing of being like oh this is what they'd look like if they were real they wouldn't be like you know wine swilling men like in castles mm. or women yeah yeah it's the, the that sort of monster thing and like <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that dan i, I, I uh, you know just um, holding you up to higher standards mate that's what i'm here for <laughs> I, was, I was very much going for dracula but yeah <laughs> Um, but yeah, and this and this sort of yeah, this posits a somewhat less supernatural explanation for a gritty yeah. take, and I a, gr- a gritty reboot. It, yeah, it is that sort of thing, and <laughs> which is almost a, a bit like the order. Like, funny that you bring that up, but um, and I, I'm I'm a sucker for that, and I quite liked that part of this, 
But in terms of like the moment-to-moment storytelling and the characters and stuff, like that, I didn't have much of a connection there. But I quite liked the overall world building and um, mm. and the previous two games, Man of Medan and uh, Little Hope, both sort of pull the rug out from under you towards the end with a bit of a twist. And I feel like this yeah. one doesn't do that to the same extent. It doesn't make you feel this like cheated because I definitely had that with Little Hope. But I got to the end and something happened and I went, well. Yeah, and I felt I felt a bit a little bit cheated, and like this one, okay. I didn't have that so much. So it was, I, I just found it a very, yeah, it, it was a fun sort of roller coaster ride experience, and um, I managed to keep what I managed to keep four out of the five people alive by the end, which is quite fun. And it felt like if you knew the tropes of these films, you were able to make the right decisions and stuff like that. Like if you played into. What? So like, don't go in there, don't go in yeah, there. Yeah, and like, yeah, it, is, it does play with like vampire stuff, and I feel like if you know what's going on there, you know what decisions to make to keep people alive, and it was just, in that sense, I found it quite entertaining. I also, I don't know about you, did you play it by yourself, Josh? Did you play with other people? Uh, I played it by myself. So I, d- I played a little bit by myself, and I played a little bit with Rhiannon, which I did for Little Hope as well, and that's always mm. quite a fun experience as well, like sitting down with someone else, and like, you each get uh, control of as like a certain selection of the characters and it's a bit mm. of like past the pad stuff going on and that's quite that's quite good fun um mm-hmm. yeah i don't know it's it's difficult I, I i don't know how much i can recommend house Ashes because i think it's so much of a your mileage might vary type of game and like i've looked at like the, the reviews in the metacritic and it seems like that's the case like you know numbers are all over the place there um mm-hmm. Yeah, and like I think if you're looking to get scared, if you're looking for like a Halloween game, I don't think this is going to do it. Yeah, it's very much in the mold of this is what Supermassive does yeah. kind of thing. It's it's that product rather than one that might genuinely freak you out. What about you, Dan? Are you going to jump on at some point for uh, for the dark pictures? You're I think resume your play. I think I might wait till the end now and just play them play them all. Uh, well, I played obviously Man and my Dad. Yeah, and I, yeah, I played that through like three or four times because obviously the, the Achievements. I was like, oh, I'll play it for again. All right, I want to see the endings. I remember. I remember you um, saying about that as well because that was Rich really didn't like Man of Dan, did he? Like, no, he reviewed I it really badly. Like it. And I remember you texting him at the end, being like, Rich, you're not going to believe this. I think I quite like Man of Dan. Like, by yeah. the time you got to the end of it, I did. But I, I can still kind of be objective and state it wasn't fantastic. Yeah, I think I think that's where I'm at with House of Ashes as well. Like, it's. I think it's likable. I think it's likable in spite of itself a lot of the time. Like, And yeah, it's a bit of a strange one, but it's quite... I mean, it's what, six hours long? I don't know whether I'd just rather watch, you know, two or three good horror films than it. Mm. And I think that's always a difficult thing when you're, you're reviewing something. Like, by the end of it, I quite enjoyed it. But if you've got a choice of what to do with your time, you know, do you pick this over something else? This is it. This is it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Some games do it for you. Other games don't. House of Ashes, it's out there, and uh, I guess we'll wait for... What What was the other one called? What was the fourth one called? The Devil in Me. The Devil in Me. Fair enough. We shall We shall wait and see. Uh, in the meantime... <clears throat> Guardians of the Galaxy, which I have played... What have I done? It's been a few hours now. Three or four, I think I've done four of the chapters. I don't actually know how many chapters there are. Uh, Producer Dan, you're also playing Guardians, or have played it? Are playing it? What's your? Are playing it? Are playing it? I'm playing it. I'm playing it. Is playing it. Are and playing it? I'm playing it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
You are. You are. What? Yeah. So this is um, Idus Montreal, the studio that do or did, sadly, rest in peace, Deus Ex. I love those games. Fantastic um, games. Oh, so good. And you look, you know, fair, I'm not going to cry about no more Deus Ex for now because so far, the thing about um, Guardians of the Galaxy... It's lovely to just get a single player game. Yeah. That it almost feels like in fact actually when we get to the news in a minute, um it almost feels like that's newsworthy these days, you know? There's in fact then there is there is another game this week that that's kind of newsworthy for. It's just like it's a single player game, like that's something of a revelation these days. I, I mean, but it is nice after Marvel's Avengers, which wasn't a bad game by any stretch. I actually quite enjoyed the the campaign on that. Would you say um, there's a resurgence of single player games at the moment? Maybe that maybe there is, or at least a resurgence on publishers wanting to make it bloody well clear that they are. But yeah, yeah like like sort of resurgence in, in slightly smaller, or sh- should I say shorter? It's almost like you know, linear's not a dirty word. No, you know? it's not. There's, no, there's nothing wrong with a game that's eight hours. In fact, actually, it's lovely to be honest. It's, um, it's crazy when they go like they can they use the word linear when they could literally just go handcrafted. Because like, it's exactly <laughs> yeah, the same, true. right? Whereas open yeah. worlds are like, is the open world. Obviously, I'm not saying that open worlds aren't handcrafted, but linear mm. experiences like this with a path to go and a specific story to tell. Uh, I'm, yes. It's great. I love it. Absolutely. And so far, like, the, for, so so the, the game, right, so I'll, I'll set it up for folks. It's sort of, it, it's not really the Guardians from the movies, but it's a bit like, it's a bit more like that than I think maybe like the original comics it's like a halfway house they don't look like the movie it's a bit like marvel's avengers except marvel's avengers was a bit weird and like not great yeah. i thought the character characterization it was fine the ones in this Fantastic. are just pretty cool yeah i just thought they were i just thought like so far i'm thinking oh this is good that they're, they're funny and they sort of have a nice little little bit of banter between them um it's a little bit like uncharted in space but there's four of them <laughs> <laughs> so far like the game so far where you start off in like a sort of uh a bit of a shipwreck in a pink gooey nebula where i think some sort of battle's gone on and you're just kind of running around this place you play as peter quill who is the lead or actually can you switch which guardian no. you want to play as no you can't they're just basically no. your your special moves in combat so your sort of support yeah you know. your, your lb or your l1 plus the face button's twice mm. so each character is a face button and then on top of that each one has four moves so yeah yeah like, and they're quite they're quite good it's quite um i found anyway so far it's pretty just sort of slick in combat like oh, it's quite it's great, easy yeah. to just summon up Groot Groot can like tie all your enemies together and stick them to the spot whilst Gamora she does like a devastating like death strike move which just fucks them up um there's the other fella Drax can go in there and he can like lift heavy objects you sort of point him where to go and he'll lift objects for you um but yeah it sort of feels like a nice little chunk of Uncharted you've got sort of the nice sort of banter between the characters and the kind of linear focus with some branchy bits like they'll sometimes say oh do you want to go left or right or you know maybe if you go and explore that little thing over there you might find some scrap or something like that but on the whole it's you know it's linear um the setup is the guardians are in debt to the tune of seven thousand credits or whatever and so they have to go and find a way to pay off the debt which is as decent a setup as any i suppose it works for Um, them right it's that's basically what they're about yeah, yeah, it's all about it's all about cash. And so far, 
it's just been really refreshing. I've just sort of found like, oh, I'm, I'm actually totally up for this. It doesn't take itself... I found that a lot of the stuff with Marvel's Avengers, though they have, and this is true of the movies, I think, as well, um, they do have jokes and sort of gags, but there is a kind of, like, weight to them. They do... It is still quite serious. Often it's yeah. about literally the end of the world, so... <laughs> you know? Exactly. Um, and the game, I found, was a little bit like that. So it's nice to this, and I imagine... I, I, have you... I think I've seen... I might have seen the first Guardians movie, but it was after I sort of started to tune out of the Marvel stuff a little bit. But do you... Do you had you seen the movies? Oh, yeah, I've seen them both, yeah. Um, and I do, really love like those characters, yeah. So, mm. Um, mm. it's weird, because there's such a, a camaraderie of these four characters shouldn't go to... Well, five, sorry. Um, shouldn't go together. But they, yes. But they do. And, yeah. like, they're all, they're all kind of... They're not your, your typical heroes, right? They're all come from these weird kind of upbringings one is like the daughter of like the bloody thanos um yeah and then basically obviously drax like the other his one wife was killed, killed by thanos yeah <laughs> and, and so right. it's just these ragtag group of individuals put together and i love mm. that it's like a caper do you know what i mean each kind yeah. of marvel film has its i guess its mission whereas like mm. um ant-man's always like the heist movies um, and, yes, and these are like yes. the capers. You're into intergalactic capers. Yeah, and I, yeah, I just does, love that setup. That. Yeah, it's got. It does have. A, it does have a nice feel to it. It's entertaining, and also it sort of it feels low maintenance in a really in a really appealing way. Um, and it's got a nice. I like the sort of. It's got the little branching dialogue things where, as your your teammates are sort of bickering on the mission, you can choose to back one of them up or back the other one up. I'm not actually sure how much that ends up affecting things I to don't think it you, does but, much but I just think it's just to give you a little little bit of control from the minute to yeah, minute but yeah when when we saw it preview level um months ago it was they were basically like this is our story we're telling our story you're just choosing little bits along the way like it's always mm. going to come to the same ending like well fair enough I mean I mean again they I are professional writers right so yeah <laughs> they're going to know a story better than me well, that's usually my argument. Yeah, it's one of the problems I have with the sort of um, the House of Ashes stuff and, and, and some of Quantic Dream stuff. It's like I find it really impressive if you if you've got like ten endings, and even in in those endings, you've got variations. Like that is amazing. It's yeah. an amazing feat of like narrative mapping and writing. And Absolutely, fair play too. Yeah. It's one of the reasons I love I love cyberpunk because it's like you could just play that game. But at the same time, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head. It's like, yeah, but well, you know, we're not all professional uh, fiction writers though, and these guys are, so they know how to spin a yarn. Exactly. So <laughs> I'd like to, I'd like to hear from the experts, you know. And, the, um, and when you do like multiple choices, there's always going to be one better ending than the rest. That's true. And that's don't always you want true. Everyone to experience the better ending. Yeah, exactly. And I don't always want to like straight away replay the game again. In fact, if no. I've just gotten to the, it's like with cyber, even with cyberpunk, it's like I do have to leave it at least like a month or two before yeah. I'm jumping back into that. You know, I got to let it cool down. Man, um, my cyberpunk ending was awful as well. It was atrocious. Uh, me, we, me, well, me and you both got uh, bad endings. Uh, like two two of the bad ones. Yeah. On, on like, well, that was a review playthrough, so I had to kind of like speed it along anyway. Mine was just um, m- making awful choices along the way. <laughs> so uh, this is the thing, though. Like, I've, I've I've done some of the endings since, and some of the other endings are really cool. It was just I just made some really bad choices. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like the, yeah, look, that's all part of the fun. Exactly, <laughs> you know, you like, got the freedom to fuck it up. You know? Yeah, exactly. Which I guess you don't 
you, well, who knows? Maybe I'll fuck up Guardians of the Galaxy. I'll crack on with it. Re- review incoming. Um, but it's be, it's been one of the like the the nicer sort of. If you'd have asked me, I don't know, a month ago, are you excited for Guardians of the Galaxy, the game? I would have gone, no, not really. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, exactly. But now that it's here, it's like, oh, oh, okay. Do you know what? This is actually quite bright and breezy. I'll, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of having fun. But we'll we'll um, breath we'll of fresh air, Josh. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, in the meantime, uh, it's about that time that I deliver the news. So brace yourself. Uh-oh. Do a little chicken manoeuvre. Uh-oh. Little holes in the top. 100%. And it's the best deodorant I've ever used. So it's a stick. You know, the stick. 100%. Wow. You don't sweat. You smell great. As evidence today. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. 100%. Do a little chicken manoeuvre. Do a little chicken manoeuvre. Do a little chicken manoeuvre. News item number one. It's um, I know this is going to resonate with you because it resonates with me, and I don't know how I feel. No, I do. I do feel excited. It's Halo Infinite. It's the uh, campaign gameplay trailer that we've been given for Halo Infinite, and it it's kind of weird. I'm I'm super up for Halo Infinite, but I feel a little bit odd about this. So this. Um, they they released a video which gave us quite a good look at, uh, at um, what the campaign looks like. And do you think it's unfair if I said it looks a bit like Far Cry? Like no, like there was the bit where they it's like liberate this outpost, and I'm like, oh come off, it. come on, yeah, right. Like <laughs> I love the, Halo, the banished stronghold. Exactly, um, I love Halo, and I love the best mm. thing about the Halo campaigns is they make these incredible set pieces, and they're super linear oh, gotcha. with a little bit of openness in them, like dotted around. But it's always like here's the vehicle level, here's the like yes. The sniper level, like here's the creepy yeah, level, yeah. and it's like this is now just like here's the open world, just whatever. And I, yeah, I, no, I'm excited about it, and I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt until it's out. But yeah, I just sure. can't see how they can do those kind of set piece driven experiences mm-hmm. in the middle of an open world. I just, I, I know, I don't know how they're going to do yeah. it. I, I don't know how, and I don't know if, if maybe you know, <clears throat> within that world. It will be, like in similar fashion to something like Far Cry, it will be, um, you're going around, you're doing your stuff, you can capture an outpost, and maybe you have some really memorable little moments of like uh, emergent gameplay, a little bit like Metal Gear Solid 5, like that was an open world, but within that world, you could create some pretty amazing uh, moments just by doing what you do. Um, But maybe Halo will have a thing where it's like, but now you're on a proper mission, and that mission is a story mission, and it's going to lock you to being in this particular place for the next half an hour, and then hopefully we'll get some sort of set piece moments in there fingers crossed like i hope that's the case because if not i just don't know what halo gains by being an open world or by being the one thing that you could say about halo that's amazing about it is that it's not really quite like anything else and so if it is quite a bit like far cry i don't know who wins Mm. on that you know no one (laughs) i don't know what but but Maybe it's like, yeah, but it'll be smaller and it'll be curated. And if it would be like Halo does Far Cry and thus improves on that Far Cry formula, maybe it'll be that. Yeah. I don't know. Like we I shall said, see. Yeah, benefit of the doubt. Like, But from what I've seen, yeah. I, I was a little bit, I was very apprehensive. I was like, it yeah. looks gorgeous. 
the gameplay is great because I played the the multiplayer kind of tech tests. Brilliant, of course. But yeah, no, is it going to deliver that Halo story experience? And that's that's the thing that sets it apart for me. That sets it apart from like a Call of Duty or a Battlefield. Halo's always had just some of the best campaigns in shooters. I think. Yeah, um, I agree. So, but but. We'll see. They do have a funky-looking dude called Jager Dom Nye, who's supposed to be a Spartan killer. He looks like a Sangeli, like a like a Covenant elite. He, he also, um, he lo- do you not think he looks a little bit Star Wars as well? He does a bit. He's got a red glowy sword with another. He looked a bit sort of Kylo Ren. Exactly. He's got like a sort of, <laughs> yeah, That's exactly what that I myself. thought. I was like, holy yeah. shit, they're going a little bit Star Warsy with this. It, it did a little bit, yeah. Um, yeah hopefully they stick that i mean i I don't know who knows maybe you'll be a good villain or maybe not (laughs) but we'll find out uh on on december 8th i suppose i am i am excited um i tell you what i'm excited about in fact i'm probably the most excited about this than anything else this year which is a weird thing to say but uh the grand theft auto the trilogy the definitive edition mate i'm with you Um, 100 percent how weird is that? Like, it's been 20 years, and uh, I should say to people as well, I've just done a big 20-year anniversary thing on GTA 3. Head over to videogamer.com, check it out, see what you think. It's still amazing. I played it on the, you know, you can get it on the PS2 Classics range on PS4, which is basically the old games, but they've been up-rendered to, like, 1080, and they have trophies on them and stuff. Oh, so yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I played Vice City in that. It's the best way to play those games now, although sadly they've now, Rockstar has had them delisted in favour, which I don't think is a great move. Um, but no. You, you can't get them now. Um, but I, I was, I've been playing GTA 3 on that because I bought it a while ago. And, it, and it, it still is amazing. But yeah, how funny is it that like 20 years on, that's the thing that's probably got us most excited from now until the end of the year. <laughs> yeah, no, and weirdly, on top of that, Skyrim, um, is is that November the 11th as well? Oh, yeah. So, cool. Yeah, what edition is, what is that, like Skyrim? Next gen? Aniv- anniversary? Yeah. Oh, right, okay. But okay. it's basically, yeah, Skyrim <laughs> anniversary edition on the new consoles. Uh, right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, well, is it on the old so, consoles as well? I actually don't know, but I'm... I think it's... Yeah, they did Skyrim Anniversary Edition, which was on PS4 and stuff. That brought it to that one. And now it's like... I don't know if this new, new one is only on, like, PS5 and Xbox Series X, or if it's on... If it comes out as well for PS4 and Xbox One. I don't know, but hey-ho. Um, well, this is, how this you is feel? the 10th anniversary, right? So this is, is this, a, oh, is this is this a the, new one. Oh, of course. It? This Yeah, yeah, because the other one was... 2016 or yeah maybe the other one was like a five year thing Skyrim was it just called Skyrim Special Edition do you remember it, it came was, out on yeah that was it yeah yeah and it let you do mods but but like in a really rubbish way because the mods couldn't be over a certain file size and everyone was like well what's the point in it because it was like the whole thing was like it was mods on console which was kind of an amazing thing yeah but then they they capped the file limit but it is the coming to the, the Xbox One and the PS4 as well uh, and PC oh, and cool. the Xbox Series X S and the PS5 Maybe I'll maybe I'll have a little big uh, big Skyrim playthrough. I, totally I never really, yeah, <laughs> yeah, make yourself look good on air. Love it. Um, the thing with GTA, which I guess we've seen now, and we hadn't seen it on the last on last week's pod, was the art style. I love it. Um, it's coming. It's coming out on November eleventh. We saw a trailer for it. And it's got a really, and I think it's kind of a divisive art style. I like it as well. The first time I saw the trailer, I was like. 
uh oh okay what is this looks a bit weird this doesn't look because uh, i was expecting and it was foolish thing to expect really i was expecting to see those games done in like the engine of gta 5 or something like like looking yeah. like ridiculous you know and i shouldn't really have expected that and, and to, to rockstar's credit there was a thing on the website that said well we want to honor the aesthetic of the originals yeah. we don't want to completely you know so we want to sort of pay it homage but it looks kind of kind of like kooky and weird but yeah. it, but not in a bad like comic booky you know yeah like almost cel shaded do you know what i mean with like yeah like it's over accentuated like soft... heads and stuff like that yeah in fact actually i looked there was a close-up of um the hero of gta 3 and he kind of looks a little bit like he's in Fortnite, but like not in a bad yeah. way though it's it, it, very weird but yeah, I am super, super pumped uh, for that. And uh, but but as we and we were saying this the other day, I am worried about the music though. That's the one thing that's got me yeah uh, a little bit like well, at the very least, you can't call it the definitive edition if if it doesn't have the definitive soundtrack. You know, uh, and for <laughs> me, especially the iconic tracks like Vice City was. Just absolutely yeah. phenomenal. Like GTA Three oh, was gotcha. um, was just the Scarface soundtrack, soundtrack wasn't it? And um, that some was other that songs. was the. It's got very very sparse licensed music, and yeah. lots of the stuff on Three was actually made specifically for the game. There was a couple of things from from uh, like a boy, uh, a couple of bands at the early millennium. But yeah, and and actually the good news is GTA Three has never lost anything so that's completely safe it yeah, doesn't it didn't yeah. use the same 10 year licenses that that vice, it's really just vice city and san andreas and the trouble is with vice city they're pretty huge there's like two there's i think billy jean and wannabe starting something there's an ozzy osbourne track a judas priest track there's something by i think it's in excess it stands to lose about 10 or 11 of like pretty pretty big songs um, yeah, like what was the sunglasses at night? I always just oh well that is it Corey yeah C- Corey, ha- <laughs> Corey Hart yeah, yeah Corey Hart. I wear my sunglasses at night. Right. Well, that one's actually safe. That's not one. Well, wait, there was there a, a list there was a version then. Yeah, the, 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 there's a, the, when it released on Xbox Live Arcade in I think 2014, they put uh, Vice City and San Andreas up there. That was a, a sort of barometer, like a like a, a test where we knew which ones had run out because it had been ten years. So oh, okay. the ones that that weren't in that re-release are are the ones that are still out of uh, out of license. And actually, it's been another uh, seven or eight years since. So so actually, now there could be even more that have oh, run God, out. I don't yeah. know. Um, there are rumours that, that Dr. Dre uh, ha- is is curating uh, like like new music for oh, it God, or, 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 or redo it, but they are just rumours, and I don't really want to lend credence no. to that because I agree with you that that's an interesting thing. But again, it's like but you can't really call it the definitive edition if if the definitive edition remains the edition that's locked on a PS2 disc then you can't really... Do you know what I mean? You yeah. can't call it that. It's, like, you can call it a remaster. Um, they, they've said that they've got like uh, the radial menus that were in 5 to select your weapons and to select radio stations. So it's got all sorts of little quality of life improvements. Dual stick, uh, aiming, of course, and the ability, apparently, to just instantly restart missions. So there are some things in it which I think, you know, fair enough. But it's just the music that's got me freaked out. Now. Yeah, but I'm I with you. 
Because like 99 Red Balloons was on one of them as well, wasn't it? Was that, was oh that Vice God, City? Yeah. That was on Vice City by Nana. That, that one was still in the, the, the digital... Whether it's run out now, I don't know. But oh, that one actually right. was one of the ones... I'll tell you what, I'll send you a list of the ones do it, do it. That, were, that were missing from the other one. And then you can see... Killing in the Name of by Rage Against the Machine and Express Yourself by NWA were both missing from San Andreas. What about, so what about America? Kind of, a Horse With No Name? That's that. I think was safe. Oh, okay, I think. okay. But you know, <laughs> we'll, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll see. What about Willie uh, Nelson? In the mean, yeah. Oh man, Eddie Rabbit. I love a rainy night. That's <laughs> oh, one of that's one oh, of my favourite track. In that game. It's amazing. Um, the Uncharted movie had a trailer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I thought it was. I thought it looked all right. I, I mean, a lot of people, and, and I understand. You know, it's Tom Holland. It's um. It's uh, Marky Mark Wahlberg. I understand that the casting's all over the place. It doesn't really work. But if you can get past that, it sort of just, I don't know, is it just me? It looks quite fun. It looks no. like it might be like a romp. Yeah, I was know? saying to Rich, like, I was like, this is, it looks all right. It looks all right. It just doesn't look like an Uncharted movie. No, but it, does, it, it doesn't look like, like it's, it could yeah. be fun. Exactly, yeah. It's like when they did comic book movies like in the in the 90s or something and they they cast really weird people that just sort of like weren't right for the, you know, it's just like, well, that's the actor that we got because if we didn't get that actor, we couldn't have done the project, you know? Yeah. It's like, we've got Tom Holland because he's Spider-Man, so that means that we can spend the big bucks because he'll get bums on seats. So I understand it. Plus they have Antonio Banderas as a villain, which I'm all up for. And it's sort of like, mangled the plots of a few uncharted games together by the looks of things it's got they got the cross from four but the plane set piece from three and a few other bits and bobs i don't know what's i don't really care what is mark warburg <laughs> doing as sully though like, i just don't understand yeah that. <laughs> it's yeah it doesn't really work at the very least he should have grown a mustache yeah absolutely like, I, where's where's my mustache? Mate, you know, my favourite Mark Wahlberg scene was when he was he played Mark Wahlberg um, in Entourage. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he yeah, was just amazing. a dick, and I'm like, you know what? It's just that an arse. Just Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a brave bit of comedy. Um, oh, this one's quite spicy. I'm I'm all up for this one. Uh, new Splinter Cell game. Uh, rumoured to finally be in the works at Ubisoft. I texted Rich about this in the week and he said, I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, I was just about to say exactly the same thing. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's a completely fair position to adopt, especially because the high-ups... I can't remember which high-up was... I can't remember who it was. It might have been... um, Eve. uh, Guillaume himself. Eve, uh, that's right. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Who who said, oh, they were were at a big um, dinner... And he sort of tweeted out about, oh, we're working on a split cell. And it turned out he was just lying just to sort of wind people up. So, you know, I'm all ready to throw cold water on these rumours. But apparently, um, this is according to uh, VGC, who cite, quote, development sources, uh, claiming that the long-running series is underway. Currently, no specific studios are named in the report. Um there's a small chance that it might be announced next year. No, no, um, I, I'm not going to believe it. Like, just because <laughs> like the amount of years I've gone, oh, this E3 could be, the, it could be the one. Like, we yeah. could finally get a Splinter Cell. We never get a Splinter Cell, and until I, I see it, um, well, even if I see gameplay, like they'll probably cancel it. Like, yeah, I, I think I think you're well within your rights to be to be bloody sceptical of this one. It's um, I hope so. 
Yeah. You know, I, I, I mean, I always want to see Splinter Cell. I, I do, and, and maybe it's been bubbling away for a while. And also... But you're right, though. If it has been bubbling away from a while, for a while, you'd think that they'd allude to it or say, look, calm down, you know. Because we everyone's been clamouring yeah. for this for bloody ages. And if you think about it, though, they've been pushing Sam Fisher into everything to get him into the limelight. So, yeah. I mean, the only reason yeah. you would do that is not to taunt fans because... Look, I don't even think Ubisoft are that much of a dickhead. Um, <laughs> but you would think it's to get his name into the kind of the public zeitgeist. So yeah, the people that have re- the Fortnite players, the, the yeah. young kind of 12 to 15-year-olds who play Fortnite mm. that have never played a Splinter Cell game. They're like, oh, that's that yeah. guy from Fortnite. That's the guy from Fortnite yeah, exactly. with, the three, with, the, with the green goggles. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, no, it's a good point. It's a good point. I mean, maybe maybe they'll just release a logo next year and they'll say, look, it's happening. Calm down. You'll get it in two or three years. Or maybe this will all come to nothing. But that's, that's what's out there anyway. Um, so we hope so. Hopefully they'll just say, yep, yeah, it's a small, linear, single-player game that's an old-fashioned Splinter Cell, because that would make me happy. Yeah, knowing. but what they'll probably do is, oh, we've changed it. It's now a 128-player Battle Royale. <laughs> Battle Royale game. Yeah, that ties into the Clancy-verse. Oh, or whatever Kill me now. Kill me now. Uh, a Quiet Place single-player horror game is on the way in 2022. Ooh. How's about that? And that was what I was talking about earlier. The news is it's a it's a it's a quiet single player game. Yes, please. What, what, um, what was that game that had the the quiet character? Do, do you not remember it? Oh on, on, my on PlayStation, God. the Square Enix game. Yeah, was that a PlayStation game? Yeah, like was, exclusive? Yeah, uh, oh yeah my God. it wasn't out on uh, Xbox, was it? <laughs> That must be the worst exclusive. Uh, I think it was called uh, The Quiet Man. It was called The Quiet Man. Yeah, you're right. I was just <coughs> trying was to about, Google it on the side. Was, I'm like, PS4, yeah. quiet game. I think he was he was uh, deaf and I think he... Or was he blind and he... Oh, I don't know why he'd be quiet. Well, obviously he's mute. But I think he was deaf and he sort of... Could he, maybe he was blind and he could hear where his enemy... A bit like a sort of daredevil. I can't remember. Cullum Ahern reviewed it or played it or did something with it, um, which consisted of lo- laughing at it quite a lot. It was it was very, very bad indeed. Uh, so Hopefully, this will be better. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, this will be better than that. Uh, and it's it's kind of cool because it's not just... Or it doesn't sound like it's just the, like the movies. It's an original story in the universe of the films, That's which I think should is... That's done. It's a good way to do it. Yeah, this is what you were saying about um, movies, the, lo- right? uh, the, the Last of Us, right? Yeah. We, we were talking about, and you were like, they should do it in the world, but you just don't need to do Joel and Ellie. Like, you can just tell a different yeah. story. And I agree. I think it's a good way of doing it. Same with Mass I- Effect. I'd love a Mass Effect, I don't know, TV series or mm. film, but if you put Shepard in it, you can go to hell. Yeah, you like, kind of screwed it. Just, yeah. do the, just do the same universe, and that's it. Because mm. uh, mm. the fans will watch it, because they love that, right? And then... They oh, don't yeah, have yeah. to force a story, and then the people that go to watch it because they're like, "Oh, this looks like a good movie," they don't True. need to know about Joel and Ellie and those and the kind of the the mainstay characters. Mm. Mm. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true, and it is a rich. It is a good world anyway. Like it's a world that you could fit a load of interesting stories into. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so it's a, it's an original thing. Uh, monsters knocking about the place that can't see but can hear you, so you have to be quiet. So is it a stealth um, game? I guess it is, well, it's, right? I guess it kind of has to be. It's um, the teams that are making it uh, are Illogica, 
who are based in Montreal. Uh, apparently, uh, that team is made up of uh, veteran talent who formerly worked on Rainbow Six and Far Cry. It's being published by Saber Interactive, uh, who published World War Z or Z uh, and Evil Dead the game. So, a horror publisher and an intriguing developer working on it. I, I wonder if it will be a sort of you're exploring, but you have to be quiet, you know? Maybe not full... St- Do you know what? It might be like Death Stranding, which kind of already stole that thunder. Do you remember in Death Stranding when the BTs were there? Yeah, you had to kind of creep around. And you had, to, you had to creep around, but you had to... You weren't hiding, because the BTs couldn't see. Yeah. I think, they, for all intents and purposes, they were blind. And if you pressed R1, you, you, like, you'd hold your breath to be super, super quiet. It might end up being something like that, so... Could be interesting. Or it's know. basically one long, long street with loads of cars parked that have got alarms on it and you've got some broken glass <laughs> on the floor and you've got crisp yeah, packets and you just have to walk edge. in and around them and that's it. <laughs> and that's the game. <laughs> uh, oh, this one's kind of cool. Um, it arrives quietly, fittingly. <laughs> Returnal, which is... Uh, I, was th- I was thinking this the other day. I've got to start thinking about my games of the year, but Returnal's going to be on there. I thought it was excellent. Uh, a surprise... Surprise update for Returnal. Uh, the 2.0 update has been rolled out. Um, and it actually allows you to suspend uh, the cycle of play, which is kind of a big deal. Returnal was a weird one because it was a Groundhog Day scenario, but every time you closed Returnal, it would start from the beginning of of the of the hero's loop. Which is bullshit, actually, right? <laughs> which is kind of crazy. Like, it meant that, like... If you were playing Returnal, by Christ, you were playing Returnal. Like, you couldn't play any other game. Unless there are bits in the game, story segments of the game, where where it's like, okay, if you die, you'll then, you'll actually then reset back to this point instead of resetting back right at the beginning. So there was, there was like, you know, two or three moments that were slightly easier. This one's kind of huge because it allows you to um, pause the game and when you pause it, you add like a little, a sort of custom save point, which kind of reminds me of Ori in the Blind Forest. They used to do that. Um, and like, when, and you can close the game and then the next time you load it up, it'll, it'll start you up from that point, which is a great thing. If you've not yet uh, played Returnal, this is this is has just made a really, really good game and arguably like a little bit more, a little bit easier for, for, for people to enjoy maybe, yeah. which I think is fair. 100%. And it's also, <laughs> if you think about it, you've got to think, why wasn't this in launch? Do you know what I mean? Like launch. The I was game talking. With to, I was talking about this. To, I know. I was talking about this with a friend of mine who sort of was saying, you know, it, 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 it must be, you know, it's clearly like an artistic decision. It must be something that they wanted to do. I mean, the, I, I suppose game, I can understand. It, the it game doesn't benefit from it, though, you, right? Well, it's the same way as like um, you don't like the, the only the only the only benefit or quote unquote benefit is just an intense feeling of loss and risk it's the same it's the dark souls argument it's like you know but it's not is there any is there any need for this to be that hard it's like it's got nothing to do with the game itself when returnal would do that the actual game itself was was unchanged and presumably will be the same as it is now but the only other thing was like oh christ uh you know i can't i I can't stop playing because that'll that'll you know that'll ditch my pro unless you put it in rest mode you could you couldn't you couldn't you could suspend the game 
and put it in rest mode. So yeah, I guess this new thing, it, it doesn't really make much of a difference anyway, because you could suspend it before yeah, anyway. It's but, just that but, you couldn't play any other but game. But that's it, right? They're kind of locking you into one game <clears> until you finish that run. And I just feel like... Until you finish the loop, yeah. Like, that's kind of counterproductive. Yeah. You want people to be it's able to come and drop thing. in and play your game, even if it's for an hour. Look, it doesn't change mm. the game, because if someone dies, the loop still resets, and you that's it. You're only suspending the game state. Yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah, the, the game itself is basically this. It's it, you know, there's no. It's not going to intrude on. It's not. It's not like. It's not like if they suddenly made Dark Souls super easy or something. Like it, it wouldn't actually change the experience. It's just yeah. Now exactly. If you, get, you can do, you can do other things. If you gave Dark Souls like an, uh, a save point, a manual save, and you just saved it before a boss every time. Yeah, you could do that every time. Yeah, like, yeah, that'd yeah. change the game. <laughs> this is that'd just like it, yeah. it allows you to go and have a life uh, and not worry about. I don't know a power cut um a crash um because that was the thing right if it crashed you lost your progress you lost you lost your progress on that loop i, yeah, I yeah. wonder how it works now does it if it crashes do you still I wonder lose if it your does, progress or maybe yeah maybe if it can sense that the yeah i, I guess if oh yeah it's an interesting point if it crashes maybe not i don't mm. know it's also added a photo mode oh but, uh, i've seen some I'm, of the photos they're fantastic it's a very, very pretty game. Yeah. It's a good game to have one, so I'm very up for that. Particle effects as um, well. Just pausing the particle oof. effects. Oh, oh my oh, god! Incredible. All that, all those. Uh, what do they call them? Voxels oh. that they love so much. I love a good cavalier. <laughs> the voxel cavalier. Uh, <laughs> and last but not least, um, a sort of a quiet one. Uh, well, but three an quiet ones one. in a row. Yeah, a quiet place. A quiet update. And a quiet delay. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 and The Witcher 3, their uh, next-gen updates, or new-gen updates, or current-gen, however you want to frame it, the newer consoles, uh, those updates have been delayed until 2022. There's a shock. Uh, Indeed. Uh, In a statement posted to Twitter, the studio said, quote, Based on recommendations supplied by teams supervising both games, uh, we decided to postpone their releases until 2022. Our current target for Cyberpunk is the first quarter of 2022 and the second quarter of 2022 for The Witcher Wild Hunt. Apologies for the extended wait, but we want to make it right. I suppose they've learned their lesson. Yeah, for sure. Um, right? Imagine they put it out and it's still <laughs> shit. It's like, oh, God, guys. <laughs> I, I was saying, again, I was, I was talking to a friend the other day and I was thinking, it's been a long time actually since I've gone, since I left Cyberpunk during a Nomad playthrough, uh, it's been update, it's been patched, yeah. like, I'll bet it's just in quite good shape now. Um, um, I haven't gone back, you know what, weirdly, and I, I was nearly booted it up last night, I was looking for a game to play to kill an hour, um, uh, and I was like, oh, I've got Cyberpunk installed still. Like, yeah. I've got a few side missions left to do before I can complete it 100%. Um, and in the end, uh, I just went back to Mass Effect. But, um, <laughs> yeah, like, it keeps updating on my console. Every time I log on, it's like, update. Like, bloody hell. Ah, uh, bloody hell. Yeah, there's probably been, like, eight or nine at least since I've left. Like, just little patches or bigger updates. But, yeah, and I do, and I do want to go back it. But now, I think for my third playthrough, it's like... I, I'm probably just going to wait until the next gen Oh, now. yeah, for sure. I, I want to finish right. my current playthrough, which is my 100% playthrough. And I've mm. done everything. I've bought every single vehicle. Um, I've done every single side quest. And I think I'm at literally the last mission. So I want, huh. I'm going to see a different ending to the one that oh, nice. I screwed up uh, first time through. Yeah, see, I really, I'm pissed off, man, because I was on a Nomad play. And, and I love that. I think that's the best of the oh, three things yeah. at the beginning. Um, but... 
it, like I was doing it exactly how I wanted to do it. I was like a super hacker. Like I barely ever touched anyone. Oh, I had right, like right. an insane cyber deck. And but now it's like yeah, but it's it's been too long, and it'd be a bitch to get back into that run I was doing and like learn all the control. I sort of like I should probably just start the game again to be honest. But I'm annoyed because I, I left it on a good run. You know, I find it tough to get back into games if I leave it too long. Oh really? I, I can just jump yeah. back in. Like, I think you're quite good at just sort of hopping. You can sort of hop in and out without too much fuss, can't you? Yeah, like but for me, Mass Effect was the one. Mm. Six months, I hadn't played it, and then I literally picked it up and I played it all weekend, like for like twenty <laughs> That's hours. All right. Maybe, maybe I could if I maybe I, if I if I set my mind to it, I probably could sort of remember everything. But it's also the story. Like, I'd be like, well, where am I in the plot? What's going on? In the yeah, plot? yeah. Yeah, I don't have that issue in Mass Effect. I'm like... <laughs> yeah, you could bloody write the plot down on a napkin yourself, couldn't you? Uh, fair play, fair play. Right. It's about that time uh, that we get quizzical. Oh, God. So we shall have to... Uh, this is going to be awful. Invite, ...invite down Matt from upstairs uh, for, the, for, the, for, the, uh, for the battle of a lifetime. Okay, all right. Well, are you guys ready? I personify a place. It's a video game setting. Do we need the rules at this point? I read out a number of clues as this personified setting. You say stop if at any point you have inklings and rumblings of ideas, and then you say what that place is. If you say it and it's the right place, you win. Stop. Stop. I'll go through the clues as many times as you like, and yep. I have, as ever, backup clues because I don't like draws. It's that time of the week, that time of the pod. It's quiz time. Uh, we are joined once again. Uh, by Matt from upstairs. It's going to be the second time, I think, in... I know uh, producer Dan faced off against Rich uh, in the quiz. I can't remember if producer Dan and Matt from upstairs have clashed on the pod before. We have. Yeah, Last time Rich have. was off, I think. We uh, we we did a full pod together with you and uh, huh. went head-to-head, and I think we both drew, because we're both quite bad at this game. <laughs> <laughs> Right, okay, let's do it. Let's bloody do it. Clue number one. My first appearance in a video game was in 1997. Ooh. My most recent appearance in a video game... Actually, no, I'm not. I'm going to save that for the spots, right? <laughs> so, my first appearance in a video game was 1997, and I've appeared in three games in total. Stop. Absolutely not. Hail Mary, Hail Mary. Producer Dan. Is it Croft Manor? (laughs) Incorrect. Bloody good guess though. Although I think Croft Manor. A little bit alien. Croft Manor 96? Yeah. No, I think Tomb Raider 1, 96, but it was only available in the like the in the menu. It was sort of separated onto the menu. But then it was in Tomb Raider 2 as as the first as the place where you start out. Uh, but no, incorrect. Uh, clue number two. I am not the best place uh, for the strong and silent type. Huh. Mm. Interesting. Stop. Clue number. Th- oh, uh, Dan Webb. Is it Liberty City? Incorrect. Oh. Also, you should have given me a game there, but we'll excuse that because it was incorrect anyway. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, and you know, yeah, 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 yeah. There's less experience there. If that was Rich, you know, he knows better, but. Of course, of course, of course. Yeah, I've got, I've got to have place, place and game. Um, clue number... What was that? Was that clue number three? Yeah. Uh, clue number four. Uh, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. Clue number three. Um, despite the wide array of things to do here, it may surprise you that I only took a year to build. 
Jesus. Huh. Despite despite the despite the uh, the wide array of things to do and the general complexity of the place. Okay, okay. I only I only took a year to build. <clears throat> Clue number 4. If you need extra money, why not consider delivering pizzas? Oh, what's this game? <clears throat> Interesting. Clue number five. Considering all the water around, <laughs> it's probably a good idea for you to learn how to swim. Oh. I, I, I always, it's it, tense, tense this week on the quiz. I, whenever we do these things, I always fixate on one clue, and then that's it. I'm stuck on that one clue for the rest of the quiz. <laughs> yeah, I get that. It's the it's always the, like the first clue, isn't it? And you're just there for the entire time. Or I'm strong and silent. I thought, oh, that's great because I obviously the lead protagonist of well, it would have been um, GTA Three was strong and silent. So, like, yeah, it's a. Uh, and then I always fix out, yeah. But sorry, carry on, Josh. That's all right, sorry. Right. Uh, and the last... Well, I'll do some spice as well, mind you. But uh, the last clue. I am probably most famous for my beaches. Ooh. Oh. Oh. Uh, okay, then. Right. Stop. Dan Webb. It's... The place is <laughs> Vice City... And the game is Grand Theft Auto. No? Stop. That's what? <laughs> well, well, actually, I, suppo- I suppose. Uh, and this week's winner oh, Dan. <laughs> is Dan Webb. Oh, man. Um, I, yeah, no, you're right. But because you just said Grand Theft Auto, I thought, oh, no, he's not got it. But then I remembered I have, in fact, put down the listed acceptable answers as Grand Theft Auto... Grand Theft Auto Vice City and Grand Theft Auto Vice City Stories. So yes, of all of them that you'd get it on Grand Theft Auto. Well, I thought that was the game. Amazing. In the nineties, right? The nineties. So it game, was. Right? What yeah. we were going it for. was. No, it bloody well was. And actually, the spice I was going to put on it: first appearance ninety-seven, most recent appearance is in twenty twenty-one, uh, and I've appeared in three games: Vice City, Vice City Stories, GTA One. Yeah, well done. What? What? Uh, I got all the clues out as well. What, give it, what gave it away? Honestly, I got fixated on the strong and silent. And mm. I was like, 97. I was like, is GTA 97 or is that earlier? And I was like, it's around 97, 98. Um, and then just things like the pizza stuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, cause like, Excellent. Yeah. I was thinking open world. And I was like, what games would you de- deliver pizza in? And I'm like, I don't actually remember delivering pizza. No, it feels game. GTA, doesn't it? It feels but very, yeah, very I remember GTA. the pizza bikes. Yes, because it was to celebrate the fact that Vice City added motorbikes. I did, I yeah. did, I had Vice City in my head at one point, and I had no idea why I didn't just guess it. Like, that was that was totally on me, just not being like, yeah. That's f- fair, fair enough, well yeah. played, Dan. I think that's, that's my first, first ever win, so I can retire now. No, is it really? I think so. I've only done like two or three. No, yeah, yeah, you've, had, you've, had, you've had a couple of uh, post, post-pod post office wins when we were yeah, back office in the office. Wins, but... yeah. <laughs> they don't count, though. <laughs> but yeah, no, no, fair enough, fair enough. Yes, uh, I have lots of waterways as well, so you better learn how to swim. 
famously they couldn't swim until San Andreas was when they when they taught them how Actually, to swim. Actually, yeah, yeah. Now you say that that was one of the other clues that I was like, oh, that, okay, that one that's that definitely... one made me think GC. That was the one that made me think Vice City. And then mm. I honestly, I know this sounds like a ridiculous thing. I honestly thought it was too obvious. <laughs> I thought the swimming thing <laughs> it being GTA, I went there. Josh, Josh, it's quite good that. Because it's like a sort of psych out yeah. game. It's I'm so I'm so used to like doing obscure ones. When I do do the big ones, you're sort that's of nervous. The thing, that was like honestly that. it because you, you literally just published a GTA piece like before I came on the the pod. I'd read it through, <laughs> and I was here. I was like, it's- Josh is not doing GTA. That's mental. <laughs> Excellent, excellent. Very glad to hear and it. I, I oh yeah, shout out to. I got it with the oh, first, yeah, the second clue as well. I said. Um, Liberty City. So I was working. You actually my way said Liberty, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. And actually, I love. I did a clue that was so obvious. It's just I'm. I'm probably most famous for my beaches. There's nothing else to that clue. It just is what <laughs> yeah. it is. Yeah, exactly. I quite like Matt's so used to playing the meta game. Oh, it's mate, like your sometimes. last your last few ones have been mental. So for that to actually be Vice City <laughs> is almost upsetting. And I think. <laughs> I think one of the things that I said to Rich and uh, producer Dan a long time ago now was like, I'm never going to do Rapture. I'm never going to do Liberty City. I didn't want to do the yeah. obvious ones or the Mushroom Kingdom. So I think those three I've still never no, done. No, you, don't. you, uh, you hey did yo, the Mushroom there Kingdom. You go. Oh, did I yeah, you, you've do definitely that done one? that one because I, I remember getting it in the office. I got it on Clue 1 and Dan yeah. was really mad. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that the one that you used to guess every single time and just say, is it Mushroom Kingdom? Yeah. Josh had something about there being ice and lava, and I went Mushroom Kingdom, and that was it. <laughs> that was that was enough. Fair play. Well, Dan's got his revenge today. Yes. Uh, thank you very much to Matt from upstairs. Well done to producer Dan. Well done, it's well about done. that time uh, that we hear from the listeners. So I rang up this pizza place, and I fancied some iced cream. And I said to this fellow, I like some ice cream, please. I like some ice cream, please. And he said, oh, okay, cool, what do you want? And I said, well, what have you got? And he said, well, what do you want? I said, what have you got? Well, what is it you want? Right, that annoyed me anyway. And I said, chocolate. And his response, we don't have any chocolate. Questions, theories, comments, queries, you send them in, and we will talk about them. Uh, first one from Harry Shovelar. Uh Harry says, what's happened to Rockstar? Uh, they used to be impervious to criticism because they used to be perfect all the time. I don't know about that, but there you go. Uh, but now I feel they're getting things wrong all of the time. This third iteration of GTA V should be a £10 upgrade, not a full-priced game release. And the recent changes to GTA Online have upset the community, and Rockstar have had to backtrack on some decisions. Uh, the good news on the GTA trilogy has me worried that it'll just be a port of the remaster. Well, this question was emailed in the week before last, okay. or last week. It was emailed in before we saw the trailer. So, Harry, we can we can put that to rest. It won't just be a port. Um, it does have some quality of life improvements and the graphics, you know, look pretty good. But then he, And then he also says, a lack of GTA 6 news as well. He says, I love Rockstar, but ever since Dan Hauser left the company, they've taken a slight <clears throat> downturn on their standards. Maybe they need another Dan to take over the company, and there is only one man who is a Dan who I know who could do it. And that is your very own producer Dan Webb. All right, guys. And then he says, "Love the pod, <laughs> love the podcast, guys. Keep up the good work." But there you go, producer Dan. The ball's in your court. Yeah, I just now. need to have a bit of a whip round to uh, get the money to buy it. So if you guys want to donate, it probably I'll cost, see if I got any cash. It, yeah, it'll probably cost probably what billions. So if you guys want to donate yeah. billions to the site, we'll buy Rockstar. I probably got. 
probably got a cheeky bill lying around. I can, I'm sure I can, uh, I can finance that. But yeah, I don't know. Rockstar, did they used to be impervious to criticism? To a degree, I think people still criticised them, but it just sort of, you know, how, how, however much it stuck, I'm not sure. Yeah, because do, um, do you remember when Red Dead launched? It was a buggy mess, like the first one. Like they were oh, not. It, I don't remember then. that. Do you not remember? Like, oh, really? Flying animals, like the flying. Was it like a cow? Flying oh. cow and flying horses and stuff like that. And the the, <laughs> the turkey woman, the, the woman, the old woman that you could ride like a horse. Because oh, I do. I always thought I have seen those videos. I always thought they were like crazy mods or something. Oh no, they're, they're actual bugs. Uh, there was the self duplication oh, bug where one of the side characters just you spoke to them and then literally. Another character walked out inside of the and then stood next to them, and then they just kind of <laughs> duplicated. So, yeah, I wouldn't oh, okay. say they're well, impervious, but they did a lot more right than impervious. they did wrong, right? And that's oh, what it was. yeah, for sure. And I do think a lot of that has to do with the fact that around the time of of Red Dead One, that was during probably the golden age. Yeah. I don't know how much you want to. I mean, obviously, just the original trilogy of Grand Theft Autos, but from sort of GTA 4 onwards like if you or if you look at things like if you just if you just think you know Rockstar before Grand Theft Auto 5 as kind of like the you know the golden period where they go from like you know GTA 4 Red Dead Redemption Bully but The Warriors didn't four get a stick 4 was 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 pretty good when that when that I mean what do you mean like in terms of performance and stuff No in terms of people were like it's boring it doesn't feel like GTA it's too serious Ah, well, that was one of those weird things where um, that, if you look at the reviews and stuff for 4 at the time, it's just like non-stop, like 10 out of 10s. But it's almost like as time goes on, there's like a sort of critical backdraft. And it it happens with Zelda all the time. Like everyone's, you know, oh, Skyward Sword. Oh, of course, everyone, that's the black sheep. Everyone, you know, people don't like Skyward Sword because it was too linear. And of course... You look at the reviews of Skyward Sword, and it was just non-stop nines and tens. Yeah. And it's Metacritic is like so. It's, like, it's really hard to gauge. But no, you are right, and I do remember that sort of second wind of people in the wake of GTA Four going. Actually, this one's really boring, and there's nothing to do with the money once you get money. And the Nico people didn't like Nico and stuff. I still really love Four anyway. Let me tell. But in any case, I do. I do know what you mean from from like GTA Five onwards. It's like we've only had Red Dead Two. Right. Yeah. I think other than that, it's been GTA Online, obviously Red Dead Online to a lesser extent, and three GTA Five has released on the Xbox 360, the Xbox One, and now it will release on the Xbox Series X. I mean, that is insane. Yeah. It's a it's a game. It's a game that's eight years old, and when it comes out in 2022, it'll be the best part. It'll be almost a decade old, released on three generations of hardware. I don't know that I fully agree with Harry, you know, whether it should be a £10 upgrade or not. I, I understand the sentiment behind it, but I don't know how much work... I don't know how much more is going to be in these next-gen editions, whether they'll have more missions, more actual content, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think they've but, said that they've, you know, VR support and extra missions and, and all that sort of stuff. If we talk about that, Skyrim have sold full-price three versions as well right so oh for god like, yeah, i mean yeah. you can blame skyrim and bethesda for setting the trend mm. for that i guess yeah yeah no yeah for sure for sure um 
it depends how much work has gone into it. But no, but I do, but I do, I do, I agree, and I know what you mean. And of course, Rockstar quite rightly got a lot of criticism in the wake of Red Dead Two for the for the crunch that was going on and the and the way that I mean, to a lesser extent than someone like CD Projekt would then go on to get afterwards. But you know, still there was still that sort of negative feeling around the launch of Red Dead Two. I think. Yeah, um, and I feel like they haven't been the same since they lost the key personnel. For sure, I think I think Leslie Benzies was the first kind of big producer to go. Dan Houser is obviously a huge one because he just he writes almost all uh, of of their games, um, or at least co-writes with with other with other people. Um, he's written I think every single Grand Theft Auto game, even uh, stuff like Chinatown Wars and Liberty City Stories. He has a co-writing credit on those. I mean, he's such a force at Rockstar for that. So integral we to still, their success as well, right? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it was him and Sam Hauser, but you know, Dan Dan Hauser's the one that that sort of got the more hands-on legacy. That sort of seems to be, you know, the the, the real driver. Yeah. But it's um, we have yet to see what that company looks like in the wake of Dan Hauser leaving, and really in the wake of I think Leslie Benzies leaving, because I think, unless I'm mistaken on this, I think Benzies does have a credit in uh, Red Dead Two, but I'm not sure. He announced his departure like a few years ago now. But yeah. It's um we've yet to see what Rockstar really looks like. So, other than this, the you know GTA trilogy, which actually was handled by a studio called Grove Street Games, which I imagine must be a subsidiary of Rockstar. Oh yeah, I hadn't looked into it. <laughs> Unless with that's, a name like that, yeah. you know, you <laughs> that's a really big coincidence. Otherwise, it's like, yeah. hey guys, I found this new developer down the road. Actually, down the yeah, road on, they, on Grove Street, <laughs> they just happen to be uh, yeah. So I, I, I know it, it does seem like that. And I know that GTA Online is just printing the money. Well, that's at it, the right. So, so it makes sense that they... But but we'll, but, but, I, but on, on the GTA 6 thing, I know everyone... It's, it's, it's a running joke now. But does anyone really have any doubt that they are obviously working on GTA 6 behind closed doors? I mean, that's just definitely happening. Whether or not... I don't know when we're going to hear about it, but I would bet the money in my pockets that, that, that GTA 6 has been being worked on for, uh, uh, well, uh, they would have, uh, I think they would have probably thought about it from any, anywhere from like 2014 up until now, right? Yeah, and the money you have in your pocket was a billion, you were saying at the beginning of this segment, right? So <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's just, a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, you just put a billion. A lot of money at stake. <laughs> exactly. So I, I don't know. I understand that they're making a lot of money. I understand they don't, they don't need to, to feel any rush. And of course, this GTA trilogy, they're going to want to let the press attention and the public attention beyond that for the next few months so we're not going to hear anything about gta 6 but i have no doubt that it's being worked on i would i would bet money that it's set in vice city that it's set in the modern day uh and that you know it probably features a trio of protagonists they seem to like that approach i'm for a minute then skeptical thought, of it i thought you're gonna say it features a tree and i'm like <laughs> Like, well, almost certainly feature a palm tree or two, right? Yeah, which is what I thought you were. It's like, oh, trio. Oh, okay. I, I wonder if they were. Red Dead was nice that it didn't do that. I was really worried that Red Dead 2 would do that. Yeah. And well, I was really pleased that it didn't. They mix it up, don't they? They never did the they same do. thing twice, really. True. I feel like with GTA 4, you could see the signs that they wanted to do a kind of multi-protagonist thing. Because if you add in the DLCs, it's like Nico and Johnny and Lewis yeah, yeah. were the protagonists of like episodes from... If you treat that as one game, it's almost like GTA 4 did have three. But so when it when that dream kind of reached its 
fruition in five. I sort of thought, oh, I hope they don't do this in Grand Theft Auto from now on. You know, I hope it's not. A, it's not that I didn't. Like, I like Trevor and Franklin and uh, Michael, but I just thought it was less focused than other GTAs. Yeah. You know, you sort of can't can't hone in on the character as much. Um, this from Michael talking about the Game Awards. Um, Game Awards rumours. He says, uh, which game announcements do you think we might see uh, at the Game Awards? And then he says, Konami have to have something to show after all these uh, after all these rumours, right? And they pulled out of E3 uh, as things didn't get put together in time. So there's got to be something from Konami, which it's not a bad shout. If we could hear something on Silent Hill, it, when are the Game Awards, Dan? December? Yeah. No, usually like first or second weekend. Not even weekend, actually like a Thursday, isn't it? But yeah, the first couple of weeks in um, in December. Like I don't okay. know specifically when, but I always usually remember it then. being like one of the last things that we have to kind of do um, uh, yes. work-wise, like intense work-wise. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, I would, I would, I'd hold out hope for... Um, for, for like a Silent Hill thing just because of all these things about oh you know it's different studios working on it you know is that what Blueber team's going to be working on probably I would say it'd be amazing if we heard about that rumoured um, uh, Snake Eater uh, remake but I don't think we will we might depending on what Bluepoint is doing and because it's the Game Awards therefore it's Jeff therefore it might be Hideo Kojima you know they're, they're best pals right Yeah. it could be we might hear about that there's been a very long running uh, rumor that Blue Point are working on a remake of the original Metal Gear Solid. So I don't know what that like as regard what Konami seem to be sort of auctioning off its properties to, to to you know to different bidders and developers who want to take a crack at them. So maybe that's something we might hear about. But um, I don't know. Um, what have you got any hot tips? Well, on the tenth we of might? December at two a.m., um, which is when the Game Awards are. Um, oh, you've just remembered that yeah, now, just, have you? <laughs> just remembered it, mate. Um, no, honestly, I'm and I get my hopes up, and I don't know why. Um, I'm hoping mm. to see some Mass Effect um, because um, didn't they unveil three at the Game Awards um, with the first trailer? So I feel like Bioware have got a really good relationship with the Game Awards, like that or Dragon Age. I take. I just want to see some some Bioware stuff, to be honest. Oh God, I forgot about Dragon Age, the thing that's in you know permanent stasis but we know it's happening right yeah. dragon age 4 yeah. we just don't know anything else and the same with mass effect <laughs> we know mass the new mass effect is being worked on we just don't know anything else so oh uh, okay i'm a big sucker for an rpg where i can lose my life too um so oh, gotcha yeah, yeah either of those i would absolutely adore and last but not least also uh, michael's follow-up question and i who knows? It's a rumour, so we'll throw cold water on it. But he says, second question, and I don't know where Michael, Michael's got his, his finger on the pulse. He's a, he's a rumour monger, and we, we like a bit of, of rumour mongering on the questions. Um, thoughts on the rumour that uh, Big Phil Spencer has acquired the next Splinter Cell as an Xbox exclusive? <laughs> Which is funny, because... Splinter Cell originally was yeah. an Xbox exclusive, and I never forget that. It was always Halo, Splinter Cell, and there was another one. Well, like the OG Xbox, it was like, well, if you've got an OG Xbox, get Halo, get Fable. Ah, Fable was the other one, and get and Splinter Cell. And yeah. then I can't remember when it moved to PS2. It might have been with Pandora tomorrow. And then they retroactively brought the original to PS2. I don't know. Do you think how likely if that happens? I imagine it would be a timed exclusive, I mean, but I don't know. I mean, if you think about it logically, 
Like the fact that that rumors come out at the same time that the rumors have come out that Ubisoft are making a new Splinter Cell. I mean, it it does make <laughs> yeah. a little bit of sense. Like if that's just mean trying to put like two and two together, but maybe or it, but it could have come out because of the other thing happening yeah, yeah true true like Very someone true. could someone could have gone ah they invented it ah but will it would be a spiritual like move though wouldn't it it would be like a nice nod to like originally it was an xbox thing so it'd be, it would be kind of cool if that was a thing but it being ubisoft i imagine they would only allow them six months or a year of exclusivity right i, unless, I don't know i don't unless they're funding knows? development uh, that's an interesting... Oh, well, like, not publishing, but just funding. Yeah, and, like, it's, it's happened on PlayStation before, like, and it's happened on Nintendo. Like, Nintendo funded Bayonetta, right? Um, well, not the first one, but the second and the third, which is... Yes, but they also published it, though. I've not heard of someone funding it, but not publishing it. Usually that comes with the publishing gig, right? Yeah, but, like, it... I mean, it wouldn't be the first time that a third party has let somebody else publish a game that they paid for. Like, oh, so you think Ubisoft will let like Microsoft publish well, it? You reckon? Capcom did it with Dead um, uh, Dead Rising, right? That was published by. Um, oh Microsoft. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, for still sure, a for Capcom sure. studio, right? So I think if it makes a business sense, like they'll do it. And if you think about it, the reason that Ubisoft haven't made another Splinter Cell is because they don't think it will make the money. Whereas if somebody's paying for the development, they'll be like, yeah, screw it, why not? I wonder how, yeah, that part makes sense. I just wonder how they would feel about Ubisoft not publishing, you know, having to, I suppose, surrender the IP to someone else. But well, yeah, not, maybe, not yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe. It could just be like a one-game agreement where you're paying for the development um, and you'll publish, but obviously we retain the rights and we get a cut mm. of the, the profits and stuff like that. So, And then I guess with that, it's like then it would remain an exclusive if that happened. Yeah, exactly. And it, and it would go straight on Game Pass. Right. Everyone will play it and, might, and Ubisoft would go, oh, great, everyone loves Splinter Cell again and they'll make the next game <laughs> and be on all the platforms yeah, yeah. and everyone's happy. If it brings me more Splinter Cell, then I'm happy, yeah. Dan. That's the bottom Man, line. I'm with if, you. if Sam Fisher's back, then I'm, then I'm happy. But I'm with I'm with Rich and I'm with you. I think I believe it when I see yeah, it. Yeah, hundred percent. That will just about do us. Thank you very much to the listeners uh, for sending in the questions and the theories. Thanks to Matt from upstairs. Thanks to producer Dan, of course. Uh, if you want to check out videogamer.com, then do because it has all of your gaming needs and more. Don't go on Instagram. Don't go on Snapchat. You can go on LinkedIn if you want. I'm indifferent to LinkedIn. Get yourself on Twitter, at Joshy Wise, at Dan. I am going to... Dan underscore web? Is it? I can't remember your Twitter no, handle. This is, like, this is awful. I don't even know my own Twitter handle. Like, but and you're not on the pod enough for it to be drilled into my brain. Exactly. So. But give me like about, I don't know, like five seconds and I'll kind of have a proper think about it. You get that You get that for me. And, have, a, have a real think. And, oh, you know what I think it is? I think it's underscore Dan Webb. So, underscore Dan yeah. Webb. He's just remembered it now. Yeah. Good stuff. Off the top of my um, head. Off the top of his head. Uh, what else is there? Oh, thanks to Adam B. No, I fucked it again. I always fuck it. Andy B, Adam Cook, and Colin Mahern for our musical stings. Uh, and we will see you again next week, as we always do. It's goodbye from me, goodbye. And it's goodbye from producer Dan. Goodbye. <laughs>